This is Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, episode number 165. Today, our special guest is longtime friend and colleague, Michelle Marisek. Michelle shares her lessons on resilience that she learned after battling a life-threatening diagnosis of cancer. You won't want to miss this. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Well, welcome, everybody. This is another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, and this is one of the co-hosts, Tracy. And this is the other co-host, Michelle. Wow. We're both here. Happy? Very happy. (laughs) Very, very happy. Very happy. It's a beautiful day. Wonderful time in the studio. It is. Yeah. And even though you're all listening to this on a Wednesday, it's Friday here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which makes it good. It's been the end of a very, really just energizing week. Lots of connections with great interviews and great people, leaders across the country. It's been a really amazing week. We can't wait to celebrate tonight. (laughs) Yeah, we can't. We can't. There's going to be some champagne bottles opening tonight. That's (laughs) right. Some corks popping. (laughs) Well, and it was such a great honor to have a dear colleague and friend of ours for many years, Michelle Marisic, on our show today. And uh, she is a nurse and a healthcare executive that has a pretty powerful story she shared with us today. Yeah, yeah, she does. She does. And I'm just really grateful for her to be willing to share her story, right, and what she's learned yes. you know, and from her experiences. Yeah, so her story could really happen to any one of us, and, and I think that's what was so um, profound about it. She was She's a vibrant go-getter woman and always has been the whole time I've known her, and I've known her for over 20 years. And uh, then one day, she just got some very sudden, unexpected news. She went into the doctor for what she thought was a minor symptom, minor issue, only to be told she had uh, cancer and uh, she had less than a year to live. So imagine being in her shoes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I, I have no idea what that would be like. I right? know. It's hard to It's hard to actually I mean, you, you be could, there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, just think if we all kind of woke up and thought this is my this is it right like I'm I'm on this journey I'm on this path right yeah. to 
the end of my life, basically, right? Yep. And then we have to make a choice how we're going to go through it. And she does it with style and grace, a lot of positivity that you're going to hear about. And really, she's sharing with us today what she learned about balance and resilience and uh, giving back when you go through something like this. So let me introduce you to our colleague and friend, Michelle, and we will be on to her story and her interview. Michelle Marisek is an accomplished healthcare executive for nearly 30 years. She is an entrepreneur, and you will hear her entrepreneurial spirit in her talk. Uh, she's also has served uh, um, many in the roles of advisor, steward, and steward and influential speaker, strategic and consultative coaching. She has been an ER nurse and ER administrator and is passionate about utilizing technology to positively improve the way we practice healthcare. She was integral in developing clinical products for companies that she supported. She's helped with go-to-market branding strategies and rollouts related to workflows and operational efficiencies. She's an influential presenter with the innate ability to make the complete simple. Uh, she's been instrumental in driving rapid growth for each of the businesses she has represented, and she has oper she has operational acumen for management, mentorship, design, development, delivery, and execution of commercializing viable products that have been that have the potential to improve healthcare, which was how we met her. So, without further ado, here is our interview with Michelle Marisic. Well, welcome, Michelle, to an episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, and we're so excited that you're our guest. And I think this is the first time we've had two Michelles on the show. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my gosh. That's great. That's good luck. So, Michelle <laughs> and Tracy, you know, it's an honor to be on Missing Logic <laughs> with you both, and thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're so welcome. I, I get the pleasure of being with two Michelles today. I know. Wow. You're going to be able to keep us straight? I don't know. I don't know. It might be a challenge, but I think I'll figure it out. Michelle squared. Double yeah, the there we go. go. Uh, double, double the, the trouble. trouble. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my gosh. It is so exciting to have you here, Michelle. Uh, and we want to start out, we always like to hear about people's, you know, their journey into healthcare, and we know that you're a nurse, and you've recently been on an incredible health journey yourself. So just tell our listeners a little bit about you, Michelle, and a little bit about your recent health journey. Well, thank you for the question. And I, I started out in healthcare, and my primary goal was to make a difference, make a positive difference every day in every patient's life that I touched. And that's where it all began. I got sequestered out of bedside from a healthcare software, healthcare technology company called Shared Medical System, who thought that I had some great ideas about um, how to do nursing documentation by exception. And I went on to work with healthcare technology there forward. So I helped in developing a few products. I was very proud of that with a very uh, sophisticated and intellectually um, rich group of people who uh, helped me along that journey as well. We all learned a great deal. And it was back in the late 80s. And then from there, uh, once you create a product, you have to tell a story about why, the why, 
in healthcare and what it's going to do for the organization from an operations standpoint, what it's going to do for the nurses and the doctors, give them a little bit of their day back to be with the patient. So that was helpful, did keynote speaking and then went on to uh, creating contracts because if they liked what they heard, they wanted to make their lives a little easier, work a little smarter. And so we, uh, we were on the road to business development and growing of company. And uh, from that, you know, just when you think you're doing magnificent, you're on the top of your game in your industry, um, uh, there was a little bit of shift, pivot and change for me. I, I went from being a nurse, healthcare executive who had uh, thought I was on top of my game to uh, an oncology patient suddenly, unexpectedly. Uh, and was certain they had the wrong girl. Um, and it turned out they did not. Um, so I uh, will say that was something that put me back on my heels. And so from healthcare executive um, to patient in a day's time, you, you simply can't imagine it happening to yourself. But it does. Mm. What I've learned and what I think we all need to gain from that is you know, we hear about this happening to other people in our lives, mm-hmm. our friends, our our relatives, um, and we are the other people. We are the other people. One day you're great, and and then you're not. So, yeah, wow, yeah, that was very sudden, and you know, I know it was a shock to you and your husband, and it was certainly a shock to all of your friends. You have a large network of colleagues and friends around the country, and uh, we're happy to report to our listeners that there, there's been a positive outcome to your story as well. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, of course. Let's start with the end in mind. I am in remission. Um, mm-hmm. very, very blessed. I certainly was faithful. I had God behind me and all of you, uh, prayer warriors, and uh, and the will to survive. I think mind over medicine, your frame of mind can make such a huge difference in your recovery and your ability to overcome. Uh, when you speak of resilience, that is one uh, facet in, in my personality that has remained consistent. Uh, faith, will, and determination to win and make sure that you stay positive through the experience, no matter how difficult it becomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so important. Uh, it applies to everything, doesn't it? It really does. All, it certainly all does. of life's challenges. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is indeed uh, well, true. We're so, well, we're so glad that that's... Uh, that you had that foresight, that you knew what you needed to do inside, right? To heal yourself and to, to move through the journey. Um, it does, it does make such a difference. It it, it certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know you're aware, Michelle, that we work with healthcare leaders and helping them become thriving, resilient, and unstoppable, um, both professionally and personally. And we do a lot with mindset as well. And just kind of all those aspects, but, um, you know, so we know you can resonate with what we're doing. And what's been your greatest lessons on resilience as you've kind of gone through these personal experiences? Well, I think uh, if, if you're living on purpose, right, you have to live with a purpose. 
And I think you have to live with realistic goals. And I think you have to apply your strengths and lean in. Um, mm. I do think that uh, in all of our career goals, we have to shift, pivot, and change where necessary and do it quickly um, and continue on. If you're going to make success out of, of any business, out of any goal that you have, it's important to be uh, flexible. And certainly resilience is at the core of all of that, as most mm-hmm. of your listeners uh, will agree. It's, it's, mm-hmm. an, it's an important element. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. And so many um, need it now, right? And, yeah. and need to develop it further. Well, especially with COVID, I think while COVID taught us a great deal about how to leverage technology, and uh, certainly we appreciate more having the ability to socialize and uh, work together in a very different way, um, it, it's taught us also the those who have resilience, those who have that drive, and, and, and certainly the the determination to build a business, grow a business remotely is uh, a great asset. So we've learned a great deal about that. Now that we're all coming back together, we're learning a great deal about the power of, of being able to shake someone's hand, look at someone in the eye, take time to put your phones down, devices down, and actually have a conversation about what's important. So I think it's re uh, kind of, redirected our priorities, which I think we sorely needed. We were a little too busy being busy, which I think is the new stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is stupid. (laughs) Well, Tracy and I've said from the very beginning, all of this has been a call for a reset in, um, you know, in how we live our lives, in um, priorities, and it's an opportunity that we really hope everyone leverages. And for leaders in healthcare who are extremely burned out, and even though the the surges of COVID have lessened um, over time, the aftermath is really apparent about, you know, just where they're at right now with all the energy they have been putting out for so long. And so uh, it is time to slow down, to kind of go within, to think about yourself. And yeah, well, and I think too, I think um, just kind of back to your comment about connecting, reconnecting, mm-hmm. right? I think, I think that's a big part of developing resilience, right? Yeah. When you isolate, you kind of have that I'm alone and it just gets heavier and heavier, right? But when you can connect and be, you know, lifted up by others and, and see that you're not alone, I think that that can also play yes. a significant part in, you know, developing and strengthening your resilience. What, what, what are your thoughts about that? Michelle? Well, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. I think uh, team is, is, significant and you have to actually permit your team to play into their strength to help you grow the business. I think if you try and do everything yourself, you're not going to uh, be able to continue forward. So I I do believe that uh, I was just actually reading a recent book uh, that is talking about uh, leaders in healthcare and leaders in general who actually are you either you 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 build your team up 
by helping motivate them and building their strengths and helping them to recognize what they do best um, and then allow them to grow into that role as opposed to trying to do everything for everyone. I think that's a mistake that oftentimes leaders make is you're trying to do too much, too fast for everyone, and you're not allowing people to actually support the, the growth of the business. Now, if you could give one to two key messages to healthcare leaders about not waiting to prioritize their health and their well-being, what might those be? Well, I think, uh, as mentioned, we all have seen people who have friends of ours who have talked about taking that trip that they always wish to take, taking their kids somewhere where they always wish to take them. And then suddenly they're gone and they don't have that opportunity again. I think living with a sense of urgency is, is imperative. I think that, as mentioned, we, we are the other people. One day you're fine and the next you're not. So I really believe that if you're going to um, take at least the, the lessons I've learned is Give you know, take a moment to uh, give yourself time uh, to have a balance in your life so that you actually enjoy your life. You actually you have to live before you die. And I think mm-hmm. if you're going to forgive somebody, forgive them today. If you're going to say you're sorry, say sorry today. Uh, let somebody know you love them. Um, I mm-hmm. you know give back, donate your time. I do other things that will fulfill your soul as um, I think what life is about is what you give and then you get and receive in return. And it's not always driving towards a goal or growing the business. It is actually trying to uh, reach inside yourself and make sure that what you're doing each day, you won't have any regrets. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You you just mm-hmm. won't have any regrets. You mm-hmm. never know what tomorrow will bring. And I just, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to live every day with a sense of urgency. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't know what's coming in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> right. I mean, Very really, true. right? You, you yeah, really don't. don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah, uh, sense of urgency, living with a purpose and giving back, I think is incredibly important. But don't wait. Don't wait to give your kid that hug to tell them how good they're doing. I just, I think I've spoken to so many people who just didn't get that chance. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm trying to mm-hmm. make sure that every day I tell someone I love them or I tell them how good they're doing. It, it doesn't, uh, I feel very complete in my days mm-hmm. and very yes. happy that I've taken, I've had the opportunity. They told me I had 10 months to a year if I did not do chemotherapy. And I'll tell you, when you get that time back, you try and imagine what you felt was important and how you spent your, um, you know, if you're looking at a pie chart, how you spend your day. And I've spoken to a number of doctor friends of mine who have said, you know, it's interesting. I spent so much of the pie chart focused on my career or focused on growing the business that when I was walked out of the building, I realized that my three children had, had grown up and I hadn't spent any time in their lives. So it's 
it's just those lessons. We can't wrap ourselves up in just one goal, one focus area. Mm -hmm. I think we have to really focus on uh, what life is about and what fills our souls and feeds our spirit and give yourself a break. Take it, take that vacation to Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really about living with intention, right? Every moment Mm -hmm. with intention, Mm -hmm. um, with the end in mind. Yep. Yep. We just forget we lose track, right? We lose track. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of our work, right? Michelle, we are working with leaders on that dynamic balance between their professional life and their personal life. And we know right now, because we are in touch with so many of them that their personal lives are really at risk right now. They're, they have not focused enough on their personal life. I think that's been a trend before the pandemic, but certainly since Mm -hmm. the pandemic, we're seeing even more of that. So even more important for this message to get out there that every day is a gift. Be present. Pay as much of attention. Don't let go of your personal life and, you know, the goals with your family and um, your purpose from that perspective as well as your career and your professional life. Yeah, it's not just purpose and your vocation, right? right? It's it's your overall exactly right. purpose. And, yes. And even for leaders, like we find when they, you know, write down what their greater purpose is and it tends to be professionally focused. <sighs> they they don't see the well, you know, the they don't have that sense of purpose on the broader scale right. for, for many, right? Because they've been so indoctrinated and so focused on what they want to accomplish and the difference that they want to make, right? And and we get into healthcare because we want to make a difference in the lives of people, right? And that's a big driver for us. So we, you know, we we lack that taking that step back. I think is so important to say overall in my whole life, right? My life in its entirety. What really is the ultimate outcome that I want? Right. I think what I found uh, during the course uh, of my journey and my career was, um, you know, you get. You certainly focus on your career and your achievements and you start to attribute that as being and your identity. That's that's who I am. That's what I do. And then you spend more time doing it to try and improve and grow in that area. And I think it's important to try and and be the best that you can in your career and the path that you're following. If it's treating patients, if it's uh, creating software, if you're developing something, uh, you're growing a business, that's all wonderment. I think it's fabulous. And we all wouldn't be here if we all didn't do that, right? We're talking right. about driving towards a goal. I think we're all goal-focused, AAA personalities focused on uh, on a common goal. That's great. But again, if you go back to we're multifaceted individuals. We are social human beings. We've learned how much we miss that social interaction during COVID. But we also have people in our lives who we can impact our children. Um, we've got mm-hmm. you know, uh, patients in our lives who we can impact or not. And we've got friends in our lives who have gone out of their way. You have to be a friend to have friends to make sure that we are well. And, uh, and they want to keep our company. And of course, there's the arts and the sciences. And there's so many um, great, wonderful things to learn and experience. And I, I, I think we're missing the boat 
Uh, we're certainly missing the meaning of life if we don't take a moment to pay attention to all those other elements that make us mm-hmm. a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not 50, 50, right? <laughs> right. That's the no. other thing that we try to let people know. It's not about, okay, I'm going to carve my life up and half of my pie of my life is going to be here and half of the pie of my life will be there. And that's how I'm going to live. <laughs> but it's not like that. There are just times in your life, you know, like recently with your yeah. health experience, your, you know, the majority of your attention was on your health, right? It was on your well-being. It was on you as an individual. And, you know, there are times where you have to do that. But if you're somebody in that situation, you got to know it's dynamic, right? You've got to know that you're, you're maintaining both as necessary and giving attention where it needs to be, but not letting go, right? Just not letting go of the other pull and doing whatever is necessary to maintain that other element of your life, that other aspect of your life while you give the attention where it needs to be. Well, I wonder how many people in the audience have been told they have eight months to, to a year to live. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then suddenly they realize that growing that business or running that business, uh, which I was doing when I got the news, uh, becomes the new job becomes, uh, living. You, you actually, your job is to stay alive because if you're not Mm -hmm. alive, you're certainly not going to do the business any good and you're not going to do anybody else any good. But I do think, uh, you certainly need to focus on what areas of your life you've that has brought you the most joy and pay a little bit more mm-hmm. attention to that when you mm-hmm. are talking about balance and gosh, COVID has brought around, you know, the, as they calling it the great resignation, I think it's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's an opportunity to find talent and uh, drive and desire in people who were overlooked before that perhaps weren't being paid attention to. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to take a positive approach to what we could do, to man the forces where we need them in the businesses where people have walked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, it always brings new opportunity. It, it does. It, it really does. It so. does, yep. Hi, it's Tracy. We are hearing from healthcare leaders from all over the country about how exhausted they are as they continue to try to lead and live in the new normal brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're like many of the leaders we talk with, what you are experiencing now is worse than the pandemic. It's gut-wrenching and it feels like it's never going to end. And your worst fear is that you're letting others down. That is why we developed the Virtual Leadership Survival Boot Camp. Yes, you heard me right. These times call for a survival strategy that will get you through the next six months or more and enable you to create balance between your professional and personal life, grow as a leader, and have a positive impact on your team. Go over to missinglogic.com forward slash new dash events to join the wait list and be the first in line when the next registration opens. Well, Michelle, we know that you've been focused on giving back and dedicating your time and your gifts to others now now that you're at this part of your journey. And uh, we think that's just wonderful. And tell our listeners a little bit about what you've been doing to to give back. Right. Uh, I'm happy to. And I will tell you, I, I had, uh, in praying to God, said I would uh, get me through this and I will... Uh, I will ask you how you'd like me to serve and I will give back where I can. And I think, uh, you know, it it started with being asked by Moffitt Cancer Center and Research Institute to 
uh, become a patient and family advisor and counselor to those who were newly diagnosed. And uh, that was very rewarding. And as I stepped forward into that role uh, as a volunteer, they had realized I was a nurse and then I was also a healthcare executive. So they did ask me to sit on the board, which has been helpful uh, to be able to participate in an organization from a, um, and the institution from a perspective of planning and orchestrating new hospitals, um, patient flow, risk, you know, fall risk. And uh, most recently, I was asked to uh, participate at State Capitol and do a keynote speaking address to our senators and uh, the um, state representatives to try and help them to understand what a difference they have made um, in supporting oncology and cancer institutes and research uh, for clinical trials. And that was exceptionally um, successful. And then, of course, uh, so I'm very I'm honored to have been asked to do all these things. I was asked to write uh, articles and uh, speak as well to some of the upcoming residents, the nurse residents. I think more there, it was around um, helping them to understand how they could be that patient on a new on a new day. It gave them a different perspective mm-hmm. of looking at their patients, knowing that they're appreciated, <clears throat> but also knowing that I was them and now I'm the oncology patient. And how much they're appreciated, especially those who went through COVID uh, and the residency through COVID. So it was a motivational uh, speak, but it was well received. And then, of course, I've got this beautiful little puppy that came into my life um, who I have has trained to be an oncology therapy dog. And so he is doing rounds with me and I am just the girl at the end of the leash. I'm no longer seeing patients. He is. And that's been fun. Um, I think what's been delightful about that is to see people who are suffering through um, infusions, uh, transfusions and chemotherapy. And when you pop in with this little black nose, uh, yellow lab and ask if they'd like a visitor all of that pain goes away just for a moment. Um, that's, yeah, but I'll tell you, that's very rewarding. And, um, and I was asked just a few weeks ago to go into a room where they had given her son the final rights with my puppy. And the reason we were asked to go mm-hmm. in is because her son had a yellow lab. And um, uh, he would like to have that yellow lab in the room. And I did not expect to walk into a room of 20 people. And um, all these people wanted to see this beautiful yellow lab, and he ignored every one of them and went directly to the bedside. <gasps> this fellow had just a few hours to live. He was in his 40s and uh, put, his, put his nose under his hand and just froze. And I felt so awkward, like he just knows what he's supposed to do. And I, I'm just the girl at the end of the leash. But his mm-hmm. mother and his sister, uh, you know, it was very touching. So what does the therapy dog do? That's what a therapy dog does. Yeah, They do it. I, I don't. I can't teach that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. been, it's been delightful to be uh, supportive of patients. It's been delightful to be supportive of healthcare. 
from a different perspective, um, proud to stand up at, at the state capitol to speak to them about what a difference it can make to fund oncology um, and clinical trials and research. And, and, it, and it's been delightful to be able to uh, walk a puppy into a hospital and, uh, and to make a difference, even just for a few moments to the patients out there. So it's been great to give to healthcare. Uh, I stood up to save 300 live oak trees here in the community. Mm-hmm. So I had time to do something different besides run a company. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that was that was delightful. We won as a community. And so the environment is better for it. We are better for it. And um, yeah, I hope to continue to give back. Oh, that's wonderful, Michelle. I think that those are just such great stories. And um, I got goosebumps when you were talking about, you know, what your, what your, do- what your dog, um, Buddy, right? His name's Buddy. His name's Buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's just really wonderful. Yeah, it is. Thanks so much for yeah. just sharing your story and all the wonderful things that you're doing and the wisdom that you've gained, right, from yeah. your from your journey, I'm sure our listeners are, you know, going to benefit from all of that as well. And now we're going to kind of switch modes here and get fun. <laughs> not that this hasn't, not, not that we haven't, not been, that this fun. hasn't been fun. I was about to say, haven't we been having fun? <laughs> we have, we you know, have, every, we have. And I, every one of your listeners has a story. I'm just one girl, but you know, hopefully, the story and the discussion we've had today has lent some sort of insights to, um, to the listeners. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it has. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure it has. And, uh, yeah. And so let's, um, we're going to move into our missing questions is where I was headed with all that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. All right. So we're going to move into that. And, um, the first question I'm going to ask you is what is a hobby of yours that would surprise most people? Well, so I, I would say probably, um, I love to ride motorcycles and fly planes. So those are two, uh, I enjoyed, uh, getting my private, uh, pilot's license and I've been riding motorcycles since I was a kid. So, uh, I tore up the motocross, uh, course with and beat most of the boys out there when I was quite young and I continue to do so in fact we're about to go on a motorcycle journey uh, with a good friend who does uh, photography uh, and has a studio in Park City he's going to show us some just glorious sights out in Utah uh, next week on the motorcycle so oh that's great yeah Utah is beautiful my son lives there it's awesome it's awesome I don't think most people I think most people don't recognize me as a, as a motorcycle rider. (laughs) I would not, I would not, but now that you say that, I can see the leather jacket and I I can see it getting right into that. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I can picture it now. (laughs) Okay. Here's the second question. If you could be a significant leader in any other industry besides healthcare, what would it be? You know, I just saw um, Maverick. I just saw a great movie, but I would love to be a fighter pilot. I think that that would be delightful. <laughs> you saw I Top think Gun that too. Would be so much fun. Um, yeah, leading the way. So, have you well, seen Top cool. Gun Maverick? Not to no. plug his. No, 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 no. Not. 
It's, it's on my list. Oh, it's good. Oh, my Go goodness. Yeah. All right. Okay, we'll do that. All right. We're going to add that to our list. All right. We are, we'll get right on that. Okay. I bet I can you just... will. Hey. <laughs> we're all about playing. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's important. You have got to have it a is. balance. And if you can't play, you know, you're, you're not going to have a very full life, I'm afraid. No. Well, no. we're actually pretty good at both. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, Michelle, here's the wrap-up question. And as you know, we teach healthcare leaders about polarity intelligence, and it it really does help them look at balance. It helps them think about both and instead of either or thinking. And one of the things that polarities also teach us is that we tend to have a preference pole, even though they're both equally important. And that helps to know your preference pole because it'll help you kind of know what to lean into. It's kind of like strengths, like what can I lean into? And also can help you with maybe a blind spot you might have. So I'm going to share a polarity with you. And we want you to tell uh, the listeners what your preference poll is. You ready? Sure. Okay. Standards or creativity? Creativity. Okay. Yeah. I think you can certainly um, have standards, but you also have to be flexible and creative and broad-minded, entrepreneurial-like in order to do something outside the box. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and you also do creative things like painting and other things too, right? I do. And I'll tell you, I had forgotten... <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten and had given up uh, art uh, for my career in nursing and healthcare, uh, and I, I left it by the wayside. So I, I have um, that. That's one of mine, by the way, uh, wow. behind me. Oh, so wow! I have, uh, I have reconnected. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I have reconnected. Thank you with uh, with something that is somewhat of a meditation. I think you get lost mm-hmm. uh, when you immerse yourself in something, whether it's music, art of some sort, uh, it helps to, yeah. yeah. So yes, I enjoy that very much. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So those of you that are listening, you're going to have to catch Michelle's episode on, on YouTube. So you can see the beautiful artwork yes. behind her. I, I, I was like, before, before you came on, we were like mesmerized by that art. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. This has been such a joy to be with you again, Michelle. And um, we think your story is remarkable, an important reminder for all of us how mm-hmm. important uh, and, and really delicate life is. And to live each day to the fullest. So I think you got that message across in a wonderful way. And uh, yeah, so it's just been fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. I so appreciate your story and your willingness to share it with our listeners, Michelle. Yeah. Of course. It's, been, pe- it's been my pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if people want to find you. it's great to see you again, Michelle. I mean, you know, it's been a few <laughs> minutes. So we've, we've spent a lot of time <laughs> professionally so it was great to see you and and wonderful to get reunited with tracy as well so mm-hmm. yeah it's yes. been lovely that's great. great and if people want to find you what's the best way to find you well you know i'm on i'm on instagram i'm on twitter i'm on facebook i'm on linkedin i you know uh they can certainly look any of those places uh, michelle v marisick 
I think it's Michelle V. Chase hyphen Marisick, but I'm out there. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Okay. So for all of our listeners out there in YouTube land and podcast land. (laughs) This is a wrap for another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. And uh, thank you for being with us today and stay safe and stay healthy. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.